Hey, this is uh, Aaron, and this is the Recovered AF Podcast. I am a co-host. Kyle is another co-host. He's going to give a disclaimer of non-affiliation. Yeah, hey, uh, we are not affiliated, and by we I mean this podcast, in uh, any way at all whatsoever with any 12-step organization. Um, as Aaron has been saying recently, and I like it, we are not spokespeople for those organizations. Uh, we are just sharing our own experience, which might overlap with those, but uh, we we are just sharing our experience, and we have a guest today who is going to share some of his experience, and I'm going to have Aaron do the little intro right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's right. So Brian's with us here today. What's up, dude? Uh, not much. Just glad to be here. <laughs> just uh, came over from watching some girl softball. Yep, and I'm still watching it on Game Changer. Yeah, so, I saw that, man. Yeah. What is that? You're, he's looking at so obviously people can't see. He's looking at his phone. That's live updates of a girl softball game on your phone? Yep, yep. Who's putting the information in there uh, that's feeding it to you? One of the moms puts it in. Really? Or, or dads, yeah, and uh, live updates. Is that so that people can't? Because you get, it's a traveling team, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're a competitive team. And my daughter's up to bat right now. Uh-oh. Yeah. So this is serious business. <laughs> so we'll all hold our breath until she gets a hit. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. Is that because, like, since you guys travel, not all the parents can make it all the time, but right. they can keep up with what's going on? Right. Ah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. I so, didn't know that existed. Yeah, no. What's it called? Game Changer? Game Changer. Yeah. That's cool. It's quite literally a... Game changer. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing my own words. <laughs> I say that all the time. Oh, okay. That's a game changer. Oh, sons of bitches. Yeah. So, all right. Did she get a hit? I don't know what happened. I mean, oh, she, yeah, she got a hit. All right. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, first, I think before we get to the usual spot, you um, came to this community how long ago? To how long ago have you been here? Uh, four years. Four years now. ago. And yeah. then you... You got well in another Wyoming town, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, cool. Um, so I guess maybe that, I guess the same starting spot. What was your first introduction to the 12 Steps programs, I, uh, I guess? So so I was at a treatment center that, that went to the, the rooms every day. Yeah. And and that's how I got in. And um, I, uh, I, I don't know that I would have got here otherwise. Right. Yeah. You didn't have any concept of what, like, I don't know. I think a lot of people have a concept that maybe that was in uh, movies or just that 12-step programs were basically for losers, which, I mean, <laughs> they're probably not too wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had no experience and really no thoughts. Um, you know, I, was, I, I assumed it was going to be the, the guys with the brown bottle that, that lived under the bridge or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that definitely wasn't the case. Yeah, you know, yeah. When you when you know, I, I know you pretty well. When you um when you came to twelve step organization, you were you had some semblance of a of a normal life on the exterior, right? I mean, yeah. you had a pretty solid job and you had a family and stuff. Um, what what is what was the tipping point to get in? Um. Well. Um, you know, I, I definitely couldn't. Um, I, I couldn't stay sober for one day. Yeah. And then, and then, um, I wanted to die. Yeah. You know, it was that simple. Mm-hmm. I wanted to die. 
and and I tried so hard on my on my last day not to drink, you know, and and was very unsuccessful, mm-hmm. and again wanted to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's just. I think a lot of times people latch on to the exterior issues and that's they use that to associate with you know what I mean like that not that this is brand new but we talk about that a lot like the internal condition mm-hmm. a lot you know that I think that's just I think that's the qualifier is your inability to drink and then the fact that yeah you like you're internally yeah. just unhappy you yeah know? absolutely yeah. yeah and and when I got here I really or when I got in the rooms I really didn't want to stop drinking mm-hmm. you know i my fam my i had lost my wife and and my kids were uh, they still wanted something to do with me but they weren't uh, i think they were scared right. you know so so that's really what drove me in and and i didn't plan on staying sober yeah and and here i am i you know still 9 years later i'm still sober absolutely so, yeah yeah were you just sort of looking for some relief when you went to that treatment center, like catch your breath, figure out what the hell to do, and then um, maybe maybe figure out how to drink like a normal person kind of a thing? I, I think so. You know, I, I just wanted uh, to get my wife back mostly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and then when I was in treatment for a couple of weeks, I got served divorce papers. and Okay. And so it wasn't going <laughs> the way went, I wanted. Yeah. yeah. There went that plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know... It, it eventually worked out after some time because, uh, you know, my life was changing drastically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And uh, did you, you know, after a couple of weeks or immediately pick up the program or was it more of um, not, not picking up the program? I, I, I got into it quick. Yeah. I really did. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, in the treatment center, they said get a sponsor, and and I chose a guy that I thought I could uh, um, walk all over. And, and yeah, he, well, you're a pretty big guy. <laughs> yeah, you're a, a large human being. So yeah, so yeah. I picked a small guy. Right, and ended <laughs> yeah. up with a guy that was not a small guy. Yeah, and, and very um, athletic and worked. Out, you know, kind of buff guy. And uh, yeah, and he, you know, we sat down and and within I think a week something like that of of being in the treatment center and man we busted through the steps mm-hmm. yeah yeah so my life started changing drastically yeah yeah absolutely how did you go from picking a little guy like how did the how, how you were like I'm gonna pick this little guy I can walk over but then that's not how you ended up what happened so I was <laughs> in a meeting with them and and he goes I can't sponsor you oh. but but this guy can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You were like, "Damn it! Yeah, it's <laughs> not according to my plan." Yeah. Yeah, because I, I definitely was planning everything out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, you said your kids were afraid of you. They were pretty young at the time, or um, let's see, my my oldest was fourteen or fifteen, thirteen, and. Nine, something somewhere in that age group. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you grow up? Did you grow up around here in, in Wyoming? I, in Wyoming, in northern Wyoming. Okay. Yeah. 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 A little small town. Okay. Yeah. And like, was uh, like Kyle and I had the experience the first time we both drank. We ended up blacking out. Were you? Um, 
I'm, a lot of our, or some of our guests, you know, have progressed a lot more slowly where, you know, they sort of dicked around a little bit when they were younger and then they didn't really get, you know, drinking heavily until they were older. Like, what was your experience, like, when you started drinking and as your uh, condition progressed? So, so I started drinking at 12. Oh. And, and I can remember that. I can remember my first drink. I can remember, you know... Um, everything about it and and just loving it mm-hmm. from the very first time and it definitely progressed to yeah. uh you know and and i didn't know what blackout drinking was till i got here mm. and it wasn't because i didn't blackout i just kind of thought that's what everybody did when they drank a lot yeah you know that that was my experience as well you and i've joked about that yeah. it's like oh yeah blacking out is just the effect that happens when you drink right. like yeah everybody does that yeah, <laughs> nobody <dude>. remembers what <laughs> they did last night and yeah i had to have that rude awakening as well of like oh no that does not happen to a lot of people <laughs> you know yeah. there's people that go their whole lives without a blacking out and mine was a uh, the first time and then almost every time yeah yeah and i was def- definitely a dr jekyll and mr hyde mm-hmm. you know um i i used well, I wouldn't have done that if I was sober, so that's not me. Right. So I use that a lot. Yeah. Uh, you, um, you at the time when you got sober, you were in an industry where I would think alcohol is pretty pervasive. It is. You know, I, I definitely, I worked for a, a very large company mm-hmm. when I got sober, and... Um, you know, I used to think that that uh, I didn't drink while I was on the job, yeah. and and I've been reminded that that wasn't really the case. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, it was definitely I, the, the the job I had was um, in the field a lot on oil rigs. You know, and and I wouldn't drink during that time, mm-hmm. and and then. On, on my days off, whether I had a week off or whatever it was, you know, it was just, it was all over at that time. Right. And then, then I, as I moved up in the company, I got to a, a position where I wasn't going to the rigs, mm-hmm. where I had an office job. And, and uh, so it became daily. So it just progressively got worse. And, and I remember my wife asking me, why do you drink so much? And because I could. You know, that was really it, because I could now. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I couldn't not drink at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I know that you're married now, and you said that when you were two weeks in that treatment center, you got served with the divorce papers. Did you get, like, remarried once you were in recovery? Did you meet somebody, or did you guys end up reconciling that first marriage? Or We, we didn't get divorced. Okay. Um, she really didn't want anything to do with me. You okay. know, and and the kids, you know, we had three kids together, and and I had finally come to terms with we were getting divorced, and um, really, I don't know, it was four or five months into this thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I had, I woke up, I remember waking up one morning, going, everything's okay, that she is not going to be in my life anymore as as a wife, and everything's going to be okay. And we were at uh, one of the kids' sports functions, mm-hmm. and, and we were both there, and, and I was happy and, and good. And she, she said, hey, maybe we should uh, look at this again. Mm-hmm. 
and it was all happened in the same day. It's just, you know, God definitely working. That was <laughs> yeah. a spiritual experience for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I think you just shared about that. Like, um, you know, sometimes we have these um, slow, gradual experiences and a lot, but you had that cool realization of you had a lot sort of going on in the same day where, like, as a result of doing the work, right? It wasn't mm -hmm. just you just you just didn't hang around for four months and then all of a sudden shit got awesome. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, it was like, you know, you'd been, you'd been going through the work. You'd been, you know, you'd written inventory, making amends, like doing all of the things. And then as a result of doing those things, the shit in your life started changing, but you had a bunch of shit happen in one day where you were all of a sudden had that realization like, oh, this is real, God is real, and it's really happening in my life, right? Absolutely. And I was sponsoring by that time. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I got through the steps, and, and um, you know, I, my sponsor, he was very, he was by the book. You know, uh, a lot of people have heard me talk about my first meeting with my sponsor, he was he put his hand on the book and he said, if you do this the way it's laid out in the book, I promise you a life beyond your wildest dreams. And I thought, well, you don't, you don't know me, <laughs> right? And, and I really didn't know what my dreams were. And, um, and we pushed through it. And then when we got to the 12th step, he said, okay, you know, where I got sober, they, there's a lot of meetings that raise your hand if you're willing to sponsor someone. And I, I think the first meeting I did that, a guy from the treatment center came up to me and, and I tried to talk him out of it. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Sounds like, about sure you want me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy's much better. Yeah. I don't like, know what I'm doing. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of responsibility. Yeah. 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 That's and awesome. as far as I know, that guy's still sober. Well, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot in between there that aren't, but right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I, uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but one thing that I really value about you as well, and we were just talking about this on our last podcast with Dan, is um, your willingness to work with others. Um, you, you know, you, I see you working with a lot of guys. I mean, uh, you work with more guys than just about anybody I know in our area. Um, that was impressed upon you from the get-go. Have you, have you always been that way since you've gotten sober N not always it was very early on it was and then i i uh you know it's kind of funny to talk about the job i i, I got sober and, and really started moving up in the company and then quit mm -hmm. you know yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah life's going great i'm gonna stop doing yeah. what i was doing that got a good life again <laughs> yeah. well not i mean it was just uh i would have stayed there without a doubt if i if i wouldn't have been in recovery yeah you know mm -hmm. um and it, not that it wasn't a good job but there was other experiences out there for me yeah and um i i went uh, uh directional drilling at that time and 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 the the schedule i was working um wasn't very convenient for working with with guys because yeah. i was out on the rig for 20 days you know sometimes more and and so i there was a time that i wasn't working with with very many people mm -hmm. and um you know, I, I look back at, at my recovery and, you know, I've stayed sober on meetings, stayed sober on the fellowship, you know, and, and when I have all of that together, it's so much better. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't sponsor a lot. I still, I still had a, a sponsor and still had some spons, maybe one or two sponsees, mm -hmm. but, but coming, changing my life again, you know, in, in career, I, now I have the ability to work with guys and, and it's a huge part of my recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
That's what um, brought you down here was your well, it was a career, but then you changed careers when you got down here. Yeah, right? so so I came down here and and helped start another company, um, an oil field service company, and uh, and it was good. It was worked at, working out, and we got bought by another big company, and and uh, um, I was going to go back to directional drilling again and consulting and. You know, I had another one of those spiritual experiences. Um, the guy that built my house said, hey, you want to come build houses with me? And, and I had a very good job offer literally sitting on my table waiting for me to sign it. And, and I was having, you know, some of that, oh, this doesn't feel right, you know, some of that 11-step stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I was talking to him, and, and I was like the next day I called him and said, let's do this thing. So... So yeah, I switched careers again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you have practiced faith in in areas where I think you and I were talking about this in areas where some people might not ever experience. You know what I mean? To be where you're at, have a solid job offer, and to kind of take a leap of faith again, just off of uh, you know direction from a power greater than you. You know, mm-hmm. and like that's it's awesome to watch that. Cause like you and like I said, you and I interact quite a bit. So I get to see that pretty regularly. And it, it, for me, it, it almost looks like you, uh, you do it pretty naturally. Is that how it feels? Or is it a lot of, uh, struggle? I, I, I trust the intuitive thought or decision mm-hmm. today. I really, really do. And, and it pops out there sometimes and it's like, well, this is obviously what is supposed to happen. So, yeah. So, and then I, Get full of fear <laughs> right yeah well, that's, that's pretty normal but yeah you like switching jobs again i mean that was when you and i started to kind of spend a good amount of time together was when you were jumping mm-hmm. doing that and it was i was just blown away i'm like i didn't because i have my own fears you know i i like my job and i enjoy it and i think it's a career but i always have these ideas of like maybe i'll do something else and i'm like god oh, no that's just crazy talk <laughs> and then brian is sitting there doing it and i'm like god dang man like it's just it's cool to see so yeah, and definitely you get to hear a lot of tense steps from me. So. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, we referenced you in Ken's podcast as the 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 king of ten steps. So uh, you do you do them, which is great because, and you, talk about that. Like, what, what you know, your level for discomfort is shrunk. Yeah, it just you know I I kind of compare it in early sobriety. Um, you know, I did ten steps and 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 throughout pretty much, you know, but, uh, um, in early sobriety, I had to wait till I felt like shit, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'm doing a 10th step. And usually there was an amends that needed to be made with that 10th step. And, yep. and I, today it's just, um, um, I get a little bit uncomfortable and I don't like it. So I'm doing a 10th step and, and not always, but generally as soon as that fear starts to, to creep in, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on this podcast, we re- refer to as the Wednesday thing. A lot of times as just the Wednesday thing. Yeah. Um, but so I'd, I'd had experience. Um, I talked about it with Ken and Elaine and, um, Ken's sponsor that, that, that has passed and he had opened up his basement to us to do, uh, and end up, uh, study of steps 10 and 11 and everybody that participated in that really 
uh, grew leaps and down, uh, bounds by that, by looking into those things uh, more in depth and also having a, a, a group of people to be accountable to in practicing those tips because um, they're just easy to get they're easy to get brushed past um, and so you you've opened up your home to letting people in on Wednesday to do it's not the same thing but it's it's an intimate experience sharing of our program and I was just wondering what motivated because you got you guys had already were rolling by the time I started participating what inspired you to open up your home to that because there was a week when you were able to make it and and uh like the text went out like does it you know if somebody else can have it at their house and i was like yeah i could do that and then i was like fuck i don't want people over at my house yeah. <laughs> like, like it's not it's it seems like a simple thing and it's not and i guess i don't know going from a guy in his 20s that used to have a party every you know like people over at his house all the time to not wanting people at my house anymore but like what inspired you to start that and open up your home to that um there i i wanted to hear what other people are doing in sponsorship uh -huh. um and and hopefully share some other stuff in sponsorship with some other people and um you know i got to say that my wife is very supportive mm -hmm. of, of the program she she also has a 12-step program that she works in but um maybe not so much here but but definitely was more involved um up where i came from yeah. but uh I, I really um i saw a lack of of sponsorship here i guess is i'm gonna be nice now you can <laughs> like that's the thing i mean we're here to call it like we see him and i understand not wanting to step on anybody's toes and bag on anybody but i don't think you're trying i don't think you're trying to do that it's cool. yeah and yeah and there was a void in sponsorship yeah, yeah without a doubt i would agree and and i saw you know i mean kyle working the deal you know and and a few guys that are really working the deal and and uh people sharing and stuff sharing in meetings that that maybe was a little different perspective than than uh i was used to mm -hmm. and i wanted to hear more mm -hmm. and and you know you can't work with everybody one-on-one -on -one, so I, th I thought hey let's just uh, throw a little meeting together and and get a bunch of perspectives and get the new guy that hasn't sponsored you know well, not the new guy but the guy that's on the 12th step come in and he can hear from from you gurus Damn. you know far from it <laughs> yeah but Speak but he can for learn. yourself kyle yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll take it okay <laughs> but yeah that so a guy that's on his 12th step and and ready to sponsor somebody can can hear some people that have been through it a bunch of times mm -hmm. and and understand that he doesn't have to sponsor by himself yeah. you know absolutely yeah you um you came from a place where uh you the recovery community is is pretty solid and Very. i think part of our wednesday thing is there's a group of us that are getting together that yearn for that type of uh, community and the fellowship that, that we crave. And, mm -hmm. and um, I mean, what was that like? God, I don't want to fucking slam. What was it like finding that community here? Because it didn't happen overnight. No, I, I struggled when I got here. Mm -hmm. um, definitely really 
um, was frustrated. I still had a sponsor um, up in Casper, and and you know I would call him. I would show up to a meeting. I actually showed up to a meeting a couple times, and nobody else was there. Mm-hmm. And and I was just I was losing my mind, you know. And um, you know I'd I'd talk to my sponsor, and he'd say, "Well, keep going to those meetings so somebody can show up." And you know I showed up to those, and and a newcomer would walk in, mm-hmm. and you know. Never see him again, but, right. but uh, yeah, and then I really craved that old fellowship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've got a huge fellowship all over the country today, but right. but sitting here, I wasn't getting a lot of that. So Yeah, and then what's nice is I think your willingness and, you know, some others... I believe the the fellowship is is getting much better. I I have said that, and it's and it's not like, oh, because I'm doing. You know, I just think that um, our thing, and I've seen a lot of new newcomers getting sponsors around our our, our whole group and stuff. That's is kind of morphing into this thing again. You know, at least for me, it's like morphing into this thing that I I always wanted. I guess, yeah. I definitely. It, it's, uh, you know, I don't think that I was just couldn't find it, and it was here. I think that we're we're building a fellowship here that is is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, on a couple Wednesdays ago, there was like eleven of us at your place. Yeah. You know, it's like holy shit, man. This it's it's just cool to be a part of. Yeah, it's awesome. I was just gonna say, again, a lot of the people that we have listening aren't actually in recovery, which I think is pretty cool. But um, I just wanted to maybe just reset things. Um, a little bit so they can maybe understand what we're talking about and where we're coming from is that um, this is uh, you know a fellowship without like you know there, there are guidelines that we talked about called the traditions but that doesn't uh, necessarily there's no there's no 12-step police and so um, the fellowship just it, it goes the way it goes and not everybody's just doing the same thing and um, you know like I had that experience when I was 20 where I just went to meetings and I just talked about my day and I just shared my problems and I was super discontented still, you know, and and super crazy still. And then, um, you know, if you're fortunate, you can find the people that are, um, you know, and then a lot of times I, you know, I meet people that have been through the work, you know, through the steps and then maybe they've done it like a long time ago though. And that's worked and, and they're still sober, um, from it. And, And then, um, and then that, and that's one way that it gets done in our fellowship. And then there are some people that go through it, you know, on a pretty routine basis and, um, and continue to grow along spiritual lines. Not that the others, not that the others don't, but I mean, really make spiritual growth a priority in their life, and then know that that's the lifeblood of their life. And those third category of people that are just the ones that I have experienced having the the that are the most sane, that are leading this, this incredibly full lives that you're talking about. Again, you know, we wanted to get Brian on here for that rectangle discussion that we did, and he's just so busy all the time that we weren't able to get him in here until today. Like, um, so when we're talking about Brian coming down here and seeking that fellowship and finding that fellowship, and then it's starting to happen right now, that's just what, that's just what we're talking about. We're talking about people that have, you know, um, that are... Um, the focal point of their lives is to continue to grow spiritually through practice of these 12 steps, I guess. Does that sound, is that a correct summary of what we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and so it can be, um, 
you know, just not everywhere you go, people are not always doing it the same. You'll find a little bit of everything. And, you know, that's something that our mutual friend discussed. You know, we had Ken on the podcast, you know, and I was introduced through him, through our mutual friend. And, you know, he was in our town, you know, craving something else. And he was also like to ride and he got on his boat and, and rode all along the front range. And his came bike. Bike. I said boat. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, there's not a lot of places to boat around. Yeah. <laughs> we did not have the great. <laughs> but it, yeah, he cruised the whole front range. Yeah, right. And then he heard he heard uh, he heard Ken speaking at a, a speaker meeting. He was like, "This guy's talking about something completely different. The shit that I'm hearing is not the shit that that this guy is talking about." And he like followed him out and found Ken's home group. And then we all got introduced to that, and you know, and then. Um, so we had got turned on to that that same way, but you had gotten a lot of that in Casper where you come mm-hmm. from and then came down here and it's like super sparse, but you know, like, um, you know, God brought us all together and those, um, that energy that, that seeks and craves to grow, you know, we eventually found one another and we're like, yep. you know, and the way that we fucked it up is we were so arrogant about it though. And this is how I drove myself out of the room and Ryan talked about it cause he was part of this group and we were just like, if you're not doing what we're doing, you're fucking it up and you're doing it wrong and you're killing, you're killing drunks and you're killing addicts and all of these things rather than, you know, maybe having some level of attraction about what we were doing, you know? And I think that's something that, you're able to bring to the, you know, table. I don't know if you know that, but you no. know, yeah, because <laughs> I definitely get into that. Oh, you guys are doing it wrong. Yeah, you know, and it. it uh, uh, listen to your guys' stories though helps me. Yeah, you know, because I, I can easily slip into. I mean, I want to go to some meetings and just lose it. Yeah, you know, blow um, that shit up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a little difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to ask about to go back, cause you're, you know, you're still getting updates on, on your daughter's softball game. And so you're clearly a, you know, involved parent. And, um, I was just wondering what that reconciliation, cause you said your, your kids were a little scared of you and a little bit unsure. Like, what was that? Like kids are pretty resilient. Like, were they pretty much, were they willing to accept new dad or did it take a while? Like a, a lot of, you know, some time of you behaving in a way that's different and showing up in their lives before you were able to have this relationship that you have with him today I, I you know i don't i don't think the relationship was ever horrible right but uh definitely i they saw a change yeah. for sure you know and and uh the just i don't know that i have a relationship with my kids now that that i just couldn't have had before yeah yeah you you're present you seem like a incredibly involved dad in a good way you know what i mean like you're you're just yeah i enjoy watching you uh just navigate through life it's just cool to see that you know you you work and and we were talking about this the other day where you were in a position where you could be working 24 fucking Mm seven but yet you're you take time for yourself you take time for your wife you take time for your kids you know and and go oh yeah that shit It'll be there tomorrow, yeah. right? And yeah. that's kind of a new experience for you. Yeah, it's absolutely. You know, I, I've I've got to have the balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I I spend. You know, we've talked about it a lot. I'd, Monday through Thursday, I'm doing twelve step stuff. Yeah. You know, in in it, and um, it doesn't mean that I'm not involved with my family at that point. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday usually are our family time. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean that that I'm not involved with with twelve step 
stuff then, but but that's where my my focus is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just really what I love about this podcast is we get to continue to talk to people that have full lives and navigate it in a way that doesn't fucking stress them out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I just love that, and it, I I get to watch that with you a lot. You know, it's just really cool to see that and. uh I think you have a way of leading by example to to the guys you work with too. You know, like um, Jason, who's been on this podcast. His life is you 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 get to work with him quite a bit, mm-hmm. and his life is uh, you know he he. I just watch him grow too. I mean, you just I don't know how to explain it other than just saying like what you you live in a way that other people find attractive. Wow. Yeah, I so, appreciate that. Yeah, so thank you. Like, and I mean, it's awesome. My life is not full; it's overflowing. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. that's the truth, yeah. and, and it's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, um, having that ability to to push things off till tomorrow, though, is is uh, something I didn't have before, mm-hmm. and and I didn't have through parts of sobriety either. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's uh, things can wait, and, <laughs> and yeah. it's hard sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I remember you talking about the Wednesday thing. Like the reason there was, you know, part of a reason why we wanted to start this podcast. And like for me, sometimes the narrative I see and hear and experience is just again, and we've mentioned this is just, you know, how difficult this might be and you know, how hard it is and how recovery is and like if, you know, they just had a you know, a big thing in our paper about, you know, um opioids and you know, and just what a battle it is all the time. And it's like that thing that I, I, I've had that experience, um, but I wasn't recovered, you know? And, and, um, so we were like, but we, we, we see different, right? We get to experience things that are different in a different way. And you would, um, you know, in reference to talking about your life being overflowing, you were talking about in the Wednesday thing, like how, like good your life was and not that you didn't feel guilty about it but just that you were like a little bit like taken back about how good your life was and I was like no but that's the shit that we need to be sharing about right like right. if we're not here for that what the fuck are we doing man you know yeah and, and I believe that if your life isn't good after you have some time I mean I know it's sometimes in the beginning it's rough man you're missing out and and going back to my first sponsor saying I promise you a life beyond your wildest dreams. And, and I say it all the time. I'm living that today. Yeah. And it keeps getting better. That's yeah. the crazy part. You know, I, I look back at, at uh, two years sobriety and thinking, man, I'm living a life beyond my wildest dreams. It yeah. can't get any better. And it keeps getting better. It mm-hmm. keeps getting better. And, I, and today it's like, I don't, I don't think my life can get any better than it is today. Mm. I really don't know how it's possible. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just an, an amazing deal. I think one thing that might be able to help your life get even better than it is today if you gave me a large sum of money with no <laughs> expectation of return, that would probably <laughs> make your life a little bit better. No? You got to give it away to keep it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll all come back, man. So just think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if, if I could win the lottery, my life could. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you had referenced earlier your um, 
you have a fellowship across the country. You know, how, how did that come about? Um, you know, cause like you have friends in like Minnesota and yeah, all, all over, over the, the world, place. you know, yeah. so, um, you know, really, um, I'm a biker and, and, uh, I went to Sturgis sober, um, not the first year in sobriety, but the second year I was scared to go, go back there. And, and I found a, a sober camp and people from all over the country were there. And I mean, that's a fellowship that is beyond belief that came out of that. Um, I, I talk about it a lot too, is, is I stay in contact with those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been texting this morning. We text, yes, we text almost every day, a group of guys, Minnesota, you know, Iowa, and there's, there's a whole group from all over and, yep. and we stay in pretty good contact and, and, uh, we try to get together when not during bike week, right? you know, yeah. and, and, and just, uh, man, we just, it, it, it's truly amazing that fellowship, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, it's just beyond belief really. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I've taken away from you is I tend to not give the fellowship enough credit and uh not only have you kind of changed my perspective on that you you also work really hard to to build that you know we've done like we've done you know fires and barbecues and stuff mm-hmm. at, out at your place and you know some of those people were there you know mm-hmm. at that at the one I was at and uh you know you you have found a way to kind of incorporate the 12 steps and the fellowship in a way that I think at least for me, was challenging for a while because I just, I focus on one thing and that's where I lived my life. So for a while it was the fellowship and then when that stopped working, it was the 12 steps and then I didn't want anything to do Mm -hmm. with the fellowship. And you kind of find the balance in those things, which is cool. Yeah, it took a while. Because like (laughs) I said, I've stayed sober on on meetings, on on the fellowship, Mm -hmm. you know, and and, uh, gotta have the balance in there for me. I reference it a lot is the balance is so huge. Mm-hmm. And and the, I mean these guys are just great and gals. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, one of my best friends today. It's is we're probably people who wouldn't normally mix. And and uh, she lives in New Mexico now, and and we talk quite a bit. You know, and yeah. and uh, it's just it's just amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, does your wife ride too, or? On the back. Okay. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't have her own. Uh-uh. All right. Yeah. She uh, loves to ride though. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what, I guess your, your free time, at least in the summer is usually filled up with that, um, competitive softball team. Right? Yeah. That's, and that's, uh, this is our last year. Oh, it so, is. So, I mean, we were just talking when, you know, I was at the game before I came here and of all the stuff we're going to do when, because softball eats up every weekend pretty much for us. Yeah. And and it's it's wonderful, but we're ready, you know, we're we're ready to not be doing that every weekend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, get out there and travel and mm-hmm. have vacations and do those kinds right. of things. Yeah, right. that's the one thing I don't know if I really appreciate. You know, I was played sports my whole life too, and then especially when we got older, they didn't really have the competitive baseball programs like they do now here. That didn't develop until after I was done playing. But uh, certainly when I got to the high school level age, it was the same thing, you know, all summer long, weeknights and weekends. Mm-hmm. Then we're playing, you know, it's like, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 games a year or something like that at the high school level. 
So, uh, yeah, I just don't, you know, don't, you know, aren't fully sure that I had the appreciation for my parents' time. You know, <laughs> like, it was something that they enjoyed doing, but it was also, you know, a pretty a pretty big financial obligation and a pretty big time obligation. Sure, and and my parents were the same way when I was playing sports. You know, they followed us around and and uh, you know the competitive softball is pretty expensive. We're going to Florida over the 4th of July for the World Series. I mean, that's a pretty expensive trip, but, uh, you know, it's, it's great. We love it. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. So I don't want to downplay that, that we're, but we're ready to, for that next chapter, I guess. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was specifically your 11 step practice. Um, because there's two parts to it as it's laid out in our book. And maybe we'll, you know, we went through one of these podcasts, went pretty in-depth onto uh, the 10th step and the directions given mm-hmm. to us. And that's something we've done on the Wednesday night thing a little bit is gone into the specifics of it. But So I don't want to do that too much here. But there is two parts of it. There's a more, you know, at least as it's laid out in our literature, there's a, there's a morning part where we sit quietly and ask for direction and consider our plans for the day. And then there's an evening part. Um where we where we review our day and there's like 11 questions in there that we ask ourselves and you'd said in our wednesday night thing that um you were pretty practiced at at that sitting quietly in the morning thing and that 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 really you couldn't live without that can you talk a little bit about what that what your morning 11th step looks like yeah my my mornings start out with with a couple of prayers, um, the same prayers, you know, the step prayers that uh, uh, three and seven, and and uh, then it's I do some some quiet meditation. What? Yeah, I shouldn't say quiet because sometimes it's guided, but but that is just such a huge part of of me today, is is that meditation. Um, uh, you know, 15 minutes usually minimum for me, and and I can tell when I don't do it. Uh, things seem to irritate me a little yeah. bit more, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then then it's followed. I, I read 86 and 87 every day um, out of the book, and and I pause and and evaluate that. Yeah. So, um, one thing that happens to me is I'm pretty good at the mornings. Monday through Friday because my wife leaves for work before. And then it's like I have this idea in my head that like, okay, because I'm not a big fan of work and that that's where I experience all my stress, that it's really important that I do that Monday through Friday. But then the weekend comes and it's like for some reason I'm like, I got the, I, <laughs> I've got the weekends figured out. I don't need to sit down and do this on the weekend. Or my uh, routine can get interrupted. You know, the dogs are here and my wife is here and, and it's easy for me to get out of that. Like, is it pretty consistent for you, like seven days a week, or have you? I suck on the weekends. Oh, okay, yeah, right. I kind of I run into that a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to get it in on the weekends, but uh, the routine of the the Monday through Friday definitely makes it easier. Um, but I do fail on the weekends at times, and, yeah. and sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, I'll realize that I haven't done it and take the time to do yeah. that. Yeah. And and my evening practice is probably not what it should be. I do some, I do it pretty much every day, but it's usually when my head's on the pillow yeah. and I'm reviewing the day. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good way for me not to get to sleep. Maybe, I mean, I'm just sharing your opinion, but like I find that when I think about my life, like it's tough to sleep sometimes. I sleep better when I do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm not wrapped up in that stuff, yeah. I can look at it and. I suppose so. Yeah. That, and that's what you're. 
Yeah, my nightly practice is when I lay down, I roll over and then I review my night right there. Yeah. And I, I find I sleep much better. And really now I don't really fall asleep until I do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because oh. I just have shit kind of rolling around. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I, I was really selfish there. And then I start kicking it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And I was dishonest. And okay, th- this is what I need to do. And then I ask God for corrective measures to be taken and to allow me to do those tom- tomorrow. And then in the morning, try to uh, take a, a couple of minutes to meditate on, on, on what I what I thought about the night before and how I can get better. So it, what I have found in the, uh, which I, I don't know if it's discussed enough, I've found that it really builds on every day. You know what I mean? Like if I review it the night before and then I meditate on it the next sure. morning, then it's building on it. I'm aware of it throughout the day. And then as I'm rolling into that, I uh, I don't make the same mistakes that I did yesterday because it's front of mind for me and it just kind of builds and builds and builds. And I mean, it just for me, it's uh, just kind of part of part of part of my life now. And uh, I don't know when I when I don't do it, I, I don't feel good. So I just kind of do it. <laughs> That's pretty much my experience as well. Is is I definitely get the same thing. I review my day and 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 ask God to to help with that. And, and then in the morning, try to focus in on on where I was yesterday mm-hmm. and, and build on that and and correct that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. You got something? You're just sitting there grinning. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was hoping you had something. <clears throat> um. Recently, you. And maybe this is what you were talking about. I had to go pee. Um, you you have kind of, I don't want to speak for you, but it, I think you've kind of alluded to the fact that you've been having some new experiences in, in the latter part of the program. Um, it, is that just from more dedication towards it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, more making sure that I, I get that in mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. You know, it's... It's easy to get busy and think that I don't have time yeah. to get it in, and and so, I mean, I'm I'm in a position now where where my company it can wait. Yeah. So I, I make sure that I have that time, and and uh, dedicate it each morning, um, and and I've seen some huge growth. Yeah. Huge growth. Do you do you emphasize that a lot with sponsees? Because from the outside, you have a pretty good success rate with sponsees. I mean, from what I'm I'm looking at and just thinking through in my head, I'm like, fuck, man, Brian's got... In, in the short amount of time I've known you, you have had a, a good amount of success. I do. Yeah. I, I definitely... We work hard on 11, 10 mm-hmm. and 11, mm-hmm. uh, and, and of course 12. But, uh, um, you know, I've got one sponsee that right now that is... Well, I've got several that are killing it, but... But uh, a new guy, you know, he just got six months. Yeah. And he kills his 11th step. And it's inspirational to me. I watch him and it's like, oh. you know, I'll get up and think, oh, I bet he's doing it right now. I guess I better get yeah. going. You yeah, know? absolutely. And he's he started coming to our Wednesday night thing. Yeah. And and that's that's what's cool. I think your your idea of the, the Wednesday thing was like we when we get a guy through the, to step 12, we bring we bring him to that thing and yeah. and so yeah it's just it's uh it's cool to see that and you you've just 
you've had a good amount of success recently in what I what I see and what I watch and and the guys that are just doing the thing and yeah I my ex- success isn't quite there. I mean my success is there because I mean granted you and I are both still sober but right. you have had some good success with guys getting through and staying around and, I, I and continuing to do this thing you know and and I'm one of the believers of the man if it, if a guy's doing the work there's a hundred percent success rate. Right. And my, I, I still have my first big book and, and I've wrote not all of my sponsees in there, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And, and I was looking at it a couple months ago and, and it's like 80% success rate of guys that are still sober. Wow. And so that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's and incredible. it's not me by any means, right. but I, I work from the book, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't do anything but work from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had Dan on here earlier and Dan's my sponsor. And like at the beginning we met, um, you know, pretty frequently as I was going through the work the first time. And then now we don't, we don't have a regular set, you know, meeting time in place. Um, but I wanted to ask you about that because you have had some pretty good success. Um, do you meet with your guys? Like, do you keep a regular schedule, like a once a week on a certain day and time kind of thing? Or how do you, how do you do that, or do you meet with them more intensively at the beginning, or what's that look like when you sponsor people? So even at the beginning, it's once a week, and and I stay on that. Okay, an hour. You know, some yeah. of them get more than that, and you know, some of them are are part of my family now. Yeah, you know, they my they know my wife and family very well, mm-hmm. and um, that hour is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, once a week, as well for for me meeting with a sponsor as well as meeting with my sponsees. That's, yeah. that's uh, very important to me. Well, Kyle and I were just talking a little bit about what, you know, what, what you know, how it varies from person to person, but, um, you know, I've got, you know, a guy that I'm sponsoring with, or, you know, I meet with my guys, you know, once a week still too, but, um, you know, once, once, once they're through the work, it's a lot like, you know, just sort of bullshitting about the week. Okay, well, what, you know, what well, did you, you know, maybe did you consider 10 stepping that or like, you know, are you still, you know, reviewing your day? But it's a lot of just, you know, it's a lot more just uh, informal bullshitting about what's going on in life. Sure. Once they get through the, once they get through the work, is that what it looks like with you? Or do you guys like, okay, do you have any men's left? Okay, are you sponsoring anybody? Or like, is there set things? Or is it just more of a bullshit session? More, well, I, I like to work the steps once a year. Uh-huh. So with my sponsees as well. Okay. And and so it doesn't take long once they've done it. Yeah. A few times right. especially. But, uh, and it is really, we, we talk a lot about their sponsees. You know, that's a lot of what my sponsor time is right yeah. now is talking about their sponsees. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I got some that still have some amends to make and, and we discuss those and, and what seems to be the holdup. Just try to, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 I, um, what I find more, and this is, this is what Aaron was alluding to, what I find more and more is I have to be... Like I always have this idea of like, okay, I'm doing it with this guy and it's working, so that's what I'm going to do with every guy. And what I have found is like I, my meetings with one guy might be different than they are sure. with another. You know what I mean? And I, 
I have to be okay with that. Not I have to, but like I, I'm learning to be okay with that because for a while I used to be like, well, what one is correct? And what I found is like, oh yeah, I, that's just how it works. Like, you know, I meet with this guy and it, it's it's like this and I meet with this guy and we're just bullshitting and then I meet with this guy and we just read the book again. And then, I, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I have to kind of be adaptable and the more... Do you do you find that that's the case for Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Yeah. Is is each one's different, probably. Yeah. And and I look back at at the, some of the sponsors I've had. I mean, I've had some sponsors. Um, you know, we sat down, and we read the book every time we met. We mm-hmm. read something from the book. Yeah. And and some, you know, some other ones we never read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I probably didn't stay my sponsor very long. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I had one that that was uh, not so much into into the steps and great guy, but but that's not that's not the way it works for me. Right, I, I got to be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not. You know, I, I say it a lot. Drink, not drinking is just uh, you know, it's just a bonus today. It's mm-hmm. the life I get to live that by working the steps that that I enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had anything else. I was just thinking, like, I, how, how far in are we? We're 53 minutes oh, okay. in already. Oh, time, time warp. warp. Yeah, Holy that's why smokes. I say that. It's like yeah. you sit down and you talk, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, an hour's passed. So. No, we talk about all the time there's the fellowship, and then there's the fellowship of the Spirit, you know. And, mm-hmm. like, I felt like I've, you know, met Brian on the fellowship of the Spirit, you know. Like, we're, we connect on a different level, you know. And I just, yep. I'm, I'm glad you made your way down here. I think that... Clearly, clearly, based on just the Wednesday night thing alone, you bring a lot to our 12-step community and the ripple effect that has. So I just want to thank you. You know, you're an important part of this community, and I want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for saying that. It's definitely a pleasure. I love the podcast. Of course, I've been sending it to all all my fellowship guys all (laughs) over the country. Yeah, Uh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, too. like I like I think I've said enough today, but, yeah, you're just you're an inspiration to be around. And I tell you a lot, you're... Your open-mindedness, years into recovery, I uh, I get a lot from because I get into this trap of like, oh yeah, it's going to be this way forever, and that's just what it is. And you continue to stay open-minded year, I, years in. And yeah, it's I don't I don't understand not staying open-minded yeah. because the growth is still there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, working with you has been great. You've got three years. Yes, it's been about three and a half. Yeah. yeah. And and just uh, you know, I get in different perspectives and, and listen. I mean, it's just wonderful that living a life beyond my wildest dreams. Heck yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you, Aaron. Do you want to plug our shit? Uh, it's recoveredafpodcast at gmail dot com, and then um, we're working on we're working on maybe getting that social media going that we talked about. Um, yeah. It's been a I I. I don't really like Facebook in the first place and I didn't really want to get my account going and then I forgot my password and then they wanted a goddamn ID so I gave them a fucking ID and now I haven't heard back from them so we think we might fuck if I know so we might have a Facebook page eventually right We're yeah toying with that idea yeah like a one around the podcast and stuff yeah. so yeah and you can find our podcast in the meantime on all the major platforms stitcher yeah. and podcast app on itunes and all of that stuff so yeah but don't don't try and friend me on facebook because i'm locked out of my account 
that I don't want. Anyway. I don't think anyone will know, know how to. Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, <laughs> just <laughs> fucking complaining. <laughs> yeah. Just think, airing some shit out on the podcast, Kyle. Go. Before we close up, call out Zuckerberg. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Start, never mind. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Right on. Well, thanks a lot, Brian. Oh, thank you, guys. Awesome. <laughs>